following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on everything you need to get your garden growing. We do it right, too, with incredible deals to help you save during our spring Black Friday sale, like Bonnie Vegetable and Herb Plants, four for $10. And for a clean-looking landscape, pick up five bags of Scott's Mulch for just $10. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, hurry in and save during our spring Black Friday sale. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 417, not valid on Alaska or Hawaii. Bonnie offer valid on 19-ounce pots. See store for details, U.S. only. The greatest lesson he for sure taught me and one that I remind myself every day. And sometimes it's hard because you get stressed and, you know, things go on in your life that's, that stress you out. But he always told me that I have to be so polite and kind to every single person I meet. And he taught me a lot of great lessons about business. But just on a humanity level, I think that is the best lesson that he ever gave me. And I can hear him saying it to me so clearly in my mind. Welcome to the Forbes Under 30 Podcast. I'm Steve Goldblum, your host. On this show, we speak with young entrepreneurs and innovators. So today I'm sitting down with Nicholas Bijan. He's the vice president at House of Bijan. His late father, Bijan Paksad, started the company in 1976. House of Bijan is known for super luxe and exclusive men's clothing. Nicholas, thanks for being here in person. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, my first question is, what is a morning suit, and do you own one? <laughs> yeah, this is something that's very, very formal. I don't own one, actually. Okay. Because that's not some. As you can see, I'm wearing a suit today. Uh, a beautiful. I, can we describe the suit for people listening? It's, yeah, it's so green. This is, this is uh, you know, in, in, in Southern California, we have 365 days of summer. So right. even though we're in December right now, this is a uh, very lightweight, it's a... Maybe a winter color. It's a dark forest green, but half-lined, lightweight blazer. And, uh, you know, it's a little bit colorful, but we can get away with that here. Well, it's in, very in festive. Hills. Thank yeah. you. Thank and, you. And what, what material is it? This is silk and wool, so it's uh, it's okay. very lightweight. Yeah, it feels nice, yeah. Very nice. Very <laughs> nice. And what about inside? Well, the inside's all half-lined, so okay. it's, it's, uh, it, it breathes and... It's good for high pressure situations like podcasts, like podcast recording. <laughs> Perfect. We should you should say that yeah. when when people come for their appointments. And breaking away for a moment to thank Amica Insurance and LifeLock for supporting the Forbes Under Thirty podcast. More about these sponsors later in the show. I'm going to read something that you said. Please. You said, we've been able to stand apart because we're selling an experience. It's Mm -hmm. about quality and exclusivity. In the Rodeo Drive store, you're usually the only person in there. If we have more than two customers at a time, it's chaos. Right, right. It's a little bit different. Describe what it's like because you needed an appointment to go to Yeah, so of course we're on Rodeo Drive, which – We've been in the same location for 42 years, so longer than I'm alive. And when my father opened the boutique there, it was, uh, of course, Rodeo Drive was well known, but it wasn't the, you know, world's uh, famous shopping destination Mm -hmm. that it is today. So we opened the boutique there uh, in 1976, and he said, I'm going to make the most expensive, exclusive, high-quality men's clothing, and we're going to be by appointment, so you can't come in. (laughs) <laughs> and so people must have thought he was crazy. And uh, it's actually that by appointment only policy uh, that has allowed us to stand apart and be successful and unique and, uh, of course, give our clients a service and an experience, like, like you mentioned, uh, that has allowed us to do business for 42 years and grow into new markets and 
build a, a brand that has a lot of goodwill, which is you know synonymous with things that other brands aspire to be. But you know, they're right. maybe this is a little bit more exclusive. And it's 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 a great business. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm very lucky that you know I enjoy it, and right. uh, you know it's it, it is an experience because you do come in there. Of course, we do go by appointment, like you like I was mentioning. Yeah, but people come in and they walk in without an appointment, and you can't say no to some of them. So uh, you know they 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 look around, and and the re- the reason why we are by appointment is because you know we do want to provide a, an experience and a one-on-one uh, shopping experience for our clients and that's what they deserve when they're spending that much money on clothing and that's what they expect when they're shopping at Bijan so it's it's more by by appointment policy in order to provide an experience and rather and it, it is an experience because you you have a Fernando Bertero you have a piece right. that was a favorite of your father's right, right. you have a chandelier made of a thousand bottles of perfume for ladies yeah 18th century french armoire dedicated yeah. to President Bush, Bush 41, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. President Bush Sr. Right. So t- tell me a little bit about the aesthetics when you walk in, what people see, and right. and the clientele. Who 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 is the who's been a, the, your most loyal well, customers over the years? You know, we are very famous for using color in our displays and our designs and our collections. So as you can see today, I was wearing this green jacket, yeah. which is it's it's colorful, but it's still a little bit understated. I'd like to think at least. And uh, we are using a lot of those colors in the details. So when you walk in the into the boutique, uh, you know you'll see something that's totally different. All of the clothing is displayed on tables, whether they're antiques or just in a in a, a really beautiful manner. And these are all displayed by color. So, for example, you might walk in and you'll see a table with a beautiful green display and right. fresh flowers and green. Uh, maybe this jacket on display, like a piece of art, and then some green ties and some green photographs that uh, are of our clients, but right. with a, kind of a green theme. And then as you walk, you see another display, which is up maybe on the wall, and there's a lot of niches on the wall that are filled with different tie sets and shirts and all red. So that, right. first of all, is very unique. You don't see clothing displayed, especially for men, by color like that in any of the other boutiques around the world. And then as you walk, you start seeing photographs maybe you know some of these people maybe it's your photograph uh, you know things like that and and uh, these, I'm next to the Shah of Iran oh that would be an honor I'm really <laughs> you have to come with I'd love to take a picture and have I'd love display. to come in yeah it, it, you know it's really it's really people come just to see it and and not even to shop just to be people can book an appointment of course yeah. you know if we're not busy we're more than happy to have you in the boutique the only reason we have that by appointment policy is because People do make appointments, and they do expect to be uh, given a level of, of, of service, and they're right. used to that. So, right. you know, if we are on Rodeo Drive, our business is – we're not in the business of not selling clothing. We're yeah. in the business of selling clothing and providing that experience. So if somebody is curious to see it, please, by all means, come inside and say, you know, I, I just want to look around, and we'll, we're happy to show you around. We're happy yeah. to give you the grand tour doesn't matter if you're in shorts and flip-flops or if you're in a three-piece suit, really. It's, 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 it's funny. I never really considered Bush Sr. as like a paragon of right. style. But then you do <laughs> see photos of him with your so father. Funny. Yeah, he's, he's actually a very, yeah. very funny guy. And, uh, of and you, course, you've spent time with him? We have so much respect for the whole family, and I've met uh, you know all the different generations the of Bushes. them. And, and, and uh, they're, they're such classy people and really just down-to-earth good Good people, especially uh, President Bush forty one. He uh, he and my father had a very special relationship. It was really a friendship. 
yeah. more than anything. And uh, President Bush would joke, he'd say, you know, my father got an award uh, many years ago. I think it was like 2008. And uh, President Bush surprised him at the ceremony with a video. And he said, you know, I want to congratulate you on this prestigious yeah. award. But I have to admit, your clothing is so beautiful, you make me feel more like George Clooney than George Bush. Right. <laughs> but my, my guess is that Clooney will object to that. Right, right, right. So he's, he's a, a really a sweet guy. And, um, you know, there's actually a story, if I can tell it very quickly, that uh, was shared by Governor Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And Governor Schwarzenegger, before he was in politics, he was, of course, in, in Hollywood. And he would visit us on Radio Drive. And he would come in and he would see my father and see me now. And, and he would, uh, you know, buy some clothing in different colors. And anyway, so he, he was at he was telling us that he was at some event uh, that President Bush Sr. was at. And President Bush Sr. went up to him and, and started feeling the lapel of his jacket and the sleeve and rubbing his shoulder. And he's saying, this is a nice suit, Governor Schwarzenegger. This is a nice suit. And Governor Schwarzenegger is thinking to himself, when did this guy start to care about fashion? You know, right. this is so odd. And he said, uh, President Bush said, where did you get this suit? And Governor Schwarzenegger looked at him and said, we got this at, I got this at Bijan. He says, oh, Bijan, I know Bijan and inside. And he opens his lining, President Bush, in, of his jacket, and he shows the inside of his jacket. He's and wearing Bijan. But, but Bijan, like something that was completely unique. And Governor right. Schwarzenegger was shocked. And he came back to Beverly Hills. He said, he, he said, you have to give these ideas to me. I'm from California. You're from California. Right, right, right. So we made something really special for him. He waited, waited, waited till he could find President Bush. He, got, he said he got invited to a... Um, uh, an event in Sacramento that he would usually never attend, but he saw that the guest of honor was President George H.W. Bush. So immediately he RSVP'd yes, <laughs> waited, waited, got up to the day, went up to President Bush at the party, said, oh, I like your jacket, I like your jacket. Who makes your jacket? He says, Bijan. He said, I know Bijan. And inside my father, I guess, had make, made a California flag on one side and an <laughs> American flag on the other side. So anyways, it was a, it was a really cute story, but... Um, yeah, most people wouldn't think of him as a fashion icon, but it was a big honor for us to dress him, just like it's a big honor for us to dress so many of our clients for so many years. Well, your father was so memorable with his – I mean, I can still picture the Michael Jordan yeah. photos with yeah. him standing on the basketball, or maybe they were promoting the perfume. Yeah, exactly, the Michael sure. Jordan cologne. Yeah. The cologne. Um, do you feel like your father could have sold anything? Yeah, you know, he was he was an amazing marketer, amazing marketer. He was an artist, really. I, yeah. I was thinking about that on the way over here. And uh, it's a little bit different for me. I have a love for for the art of fashion and for menswear. But my brain is more wired in a business way. His brain was really creative. And right. his mastery of marketing really came from his passion for what he did. And, uh, you know, you mentioned the Michael Jordan uh, cologne, for example. He was so passionate about his fragrances that when um, – he had this opportunity to work with Michael, who was a client of ours for many years back then, uh, to do the Michael Jordan cologne. It was one of the first, if not, if not I don't know, I'm too young, but I yeah. think it, it was the first, if yeah. not one of the first celebrity-backed fragrances. Right. Which, if you look at today, I mean, you don't have to be a master of fragrances to know that most of the of the fragrances today are... They're endorsed. Yeah, Kim yeah. Kardashian or J-Lo or whatever. So, you know, that passion that my father had for fragrances and for everything that he did was what allowed him to be such a master salesman and marketer. Right. When you were younger, you know, I'm curious about this. I'm, I'm sure people were coming up to you all the time right. and telling you about your father. And, and I'm wondering, was that ever 
annoying having people tell you because you you have your special relationship right. yeah, and then everybody me, wants to come up yeah, right now, yeah kind of sorry but come <laughs> no, up and, okay. and tell you and say how great this one story and it's kind of hard to define your own life when your father is such a big figure yeah what was that like as growing up yeah you know you're you're absolutely right growing up i didn't deal with it as much because he was so such a presence and such in the forefront of everything. And, you know, everybody's a big fan of their dads. Yeah. But uh, after he passed away and I took over the business, of course, we were working as a group with the same, uh, you know, group that has been working with the business for the last 40 years. But uh, Is that Dar that's, Makhlubi? Yeah, that's my, okay. my Uncle Dar, who yeah. is my father's business partner okay. from day it's one. 50-50, is, right? Uh, exactly. Yeah. As well as uh, Manager Mesa, who is our general manager. Okay. A whole group in Italy and in America that have worked with my father for 40 years. And right. We all have the same common goal in creating uh, a, a beautiful legacy and, and, and growing his beautiful legacy. But back to what I was saying is that uh, I started – I felt that pressure that you're talking about, mm-hmm. about living – filling in those shoes That's or right. living in that shadow much more after he passed away. Okay. And uh, because really the the spotlight just kind of switched from him to me. You and were it, 19 at Pepperdine. Yeah, it was very difficult. At 19 – to be in that situation, you're you're terrified. And I think for the first year, of course, I had to deal with this horrible event of losing him. But that first year, I, I really don't think I left the house much. I, I was going to work every day because that was what I was basically distracting myself with. But uh, at night, if I would go, go out, people would come up to me and talk to me. And I just didn't want to be talked to. Yeah, and right. It's tough. Um, but, you know... I'm very lucky because on the, on that not to get dark or morbid, here, no. but on that sense, uh, at that time, you know, I was going through something that every single person is going to have to go through. Everybody loses their parents yeah. at one time, and really, how you react to that and how you grow from that and what you do because of that is it, it can define who you are. And I was in such a fortunate situation, not only because of what my father had worked his whole life to build, but because of the way he changed so many people so many people's lives and and they would write me letter such a presence and such in the forefront of everything and you know everybody's a big fan of their dads yeah but uh after he passed away and i took over the business of course we were working as a group with the same uh you know group that has been working with the business for the last 40 years but uh is that dar that's Mahmoudi? yeah that's my okay. my uncle dar who yeah. is my father's business partner okay. from day it's one 50 50 right exactly yeah. as well as uh, manager mesa who is our general manager okay. a whole group in italy and in america that have worked with my father for 40 years and right we all have the same common goal in creating uh, a, a beautiful legacy and, and and growing his beautiful legacy but back to what i was saying is that uh I started. I felt that pressure that you're talking about about mm-hmm. living, filling in those shoes, That's or right. living in that shadow much more after he passed away. Okay. And uh, because really the the spotlight just kind of switched from him to me. You and were it, 19 at Pepperdine. Yeah, it was very difficult at 19 to be in that situation. You're you're terrified, and I think for the first year, of course, I had to deal with this horrible event of losing him, but. That first year, I, I really don't think I left the house much. I, I, I was going to work every day because that was what I was basically distracting myself with. But uh, at night, if I would go, go out, people would come up to me and talk to me, and I just didn't want to be talked to. And yeah, right. It's tough. Um, but, you know, I'm very lucky because on, the, on that – not to get dark or morbid, no, yet, but no. on that sense, uh, at that time, you know, I was going through something that every single person – is going to have to go through. Everybody loses their parents yeah. at one time. And really how you react to that and how you grow from that and what you do because of that, it's, it, it can define who you are. 
And I was in such a fortunate situation, not only because of what my father had worked his whole life to build, but because of the way he changed so many people, so many people's lives. And, and they would write me letters and write me emails, and I would receive so much I mean, they weren't trying to support me, but they were just trying to express their feelings and love towards his his name and what he had done. And that was such a support system for me that so many people don't go, don't have. Right. And so when I have that support system, I have to be so cognizant of it and so thankful that, you know, most people go through what I'm going through without having that. And I have emails, thousands of emails from people who have met him once mm. in 1978 or something, you know, right. and they're telling me about what an impression he left on them. So I, I was very lucky uh, and very fortunate, of, of obviously. But, um, you know, it, it was nothing that, you know, the weight on my shoulders was much better. I was happy to have it. it was, it's an honor to continue the business, and it's what we wanted. We always wanted to have uh, me follow in his footsteps. Happened a little bit sooner than expected. Right. But, you know, but he was grooming you. Yeah. Yeah. It was never like, uh, you have no choice, Nicholas. This, you're my only son, and this is a menswear business. Yeah. But it was... Uh, more of like a bonding experience. Right, because you, know, you have a sister, right? I have two sisters, yeah. yeah and they're both great, and they're both uh, were, uh, you know, of course, very important to my father because his job, his, his life was, was fatherhood, not business. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we, we uh, worked together a little bit, my, my father and I, when I was in high school and then when I was in college. And uh, his, his real priority for me was always school. So that was tough because when he passed away, I was a sophomore at Pepperdine. Right. And, you know, that's a full-time job. I was studying uh, business management. Okay. And, uh, you know, I had to come up with a plan here because I thought, well, my business, you know, school will always be here, but my business might not always be here. You you needed to step in. So you stopped. You left Pepperdine. What I did was I – because it was important to him um, (laughs) – I'll share a really funny story with you for two minutes – because it was important to him, I did this fully employed program, which was like a nighttime college thing. Oh, really? So I would go to work all day from 9 a.m. to 6, and yeah. then all night from 6 to 10. And it was like an accelerated program. So if you missed one class, it was like missing three weeks of a normal right. semester. So it took me years and years. I was there until I was like 24, 25, yeah. just trying to but finish But you had school. to get the degree for him. Well, that's the thing is I ended up not – I ended up not getting it. I ended up becoming a, a, a dropout, so to speak, because, you know, I'd have to go visit a client in Indonesia or I'd have okay. to go visit a client in Tokyo, and I would lose uh, what, what would amount to three weeks of a normal semester right. because I was just gone for a week. And uh, so I ended up not finishing, and, and uh, so I'm a college dropout. And when Forbes wrote the 30 under 30 thing, they wrote dropout, and I, oh. I, I think I was kind of more proud about that than anything. Oh, we- <laughs> <laughs> So, how did it stretch you when you took over, and when where did your talents lie? Like, how did you? You've said you had you have more of a brain for the business side, mm-hmm. and your father was a you know master marketer and salesman. Well, it was really uh, a great opportunity for me to learn because we have such an amazing group of people in the business that they know it, all the ins and outs and. Because the business has been around for so long, there's it's seen so many different challenges over the years. So I was able to just, for the first few years, uh, luckily absorb like a sponge everything that was going on around me and learn from the people and respect the people, uh, who, which I still do today, who have been in the organization for years. And that's something that we should all do regardless of our age. 
Yeah. You know, if somebody has experience in something, that's invaluable. And I always tell my friends who are in similar situations that I am, what maybe maybe they're not exactly in the same situation, but let's say they're working for a family business or they have uh, an uncle or a, a father or a mother who's successful, I say, look, your parents, sometimes they might do things that in business that you think they're crazy, they're out of touch. But they have something that is so extremely invaluable in that experience that you can't get that from school. You can't get that from anything but just right. being alive and right. being in business. So listen to them and take their word for it. You know, if you think it's wrong, chances are they're probably right. And not that everything you should take, you know, like the word of God. But really, I, I found myself in a lot of situations where when my father was alive, I thought, wow, he's crazy. What's he doing? And then now I realize the, the genius behind it right. just because of his past experience. What was an example of that? You know, there's a lot of different things, but uh, we have a. Uh, if you if you have ever been on Rodeo Drive, I'm sure you've seen. There's a Bijan limited edition Bugatti, which is like the most expensive, fastest car in the world. Right. And we did a collaboration with Bugatti uh, many years ago, uh, 2010, I think, 2011, and uh, we made these beautiful, extravagant cars that were, uh, de- you know, they were designed and manufactured by Bugatti, uh, but but with our details on them. Mm -hmm. And when my father was in the design process with Bugatti, he was saying, you know, let's make it all yellow and put this logo on the hood. And it was so chic and beautiful without it. And I was (laughs) like, Dad, don't do that. That's People aren't going to like that. You know, that's that's too much. It's it's over the top. Um, But it was, and I thought he was was crazy, really. And uh, just like probably people thought he was crazy when he said, I'm going to open by appointment only, or I'm going to put fresh flowers in a closet for nine hours a day. But, um, you know, it was because of that eccentric uh, background and those design features that the car instantly became the most photographed car and posted on Instagram car and posted on Twitter car. And everybody around the world saw Bijan because of that. And he (laughs) knew that going into it. You know, he He had an instinct. He he would love to have an all-black Bugatti and, and, and drive it, you know, and, and enjoy yeah. it. Like, who wouldn't? But yeah. he said, no, I'm going to make the wheels yellow and the, 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 the Mouth of Truth logo on the bonnet. And and uh, it, it was all from a marketing standpoint. So, you know, our parents have, have been around the block and our bosses and our mentors have been around the block. So sometimes, you know, we have to, uh, being young entrepreneurs, Uh, learn from that. And we'll be right back after this quick break. Are you doing a lot of holiday shopping on your mobile device? Retailers expect 54% of holiday shoppers to visit their sites from mobile devices. Scammers see this as an opportunity to steal your credit card information and other personal data by distributing phony retail apps. Be cautious and only download apps from reputable app stores and read reviews for any complaints about malware. One in four people have experienced identity theft. If you're only monitoring your credit, your identity can still be stolen in ways you may not detect. Thieves could sell your information on the dark web or get an online payday loan in your name. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats. If you have a problem, U.S.-based restoration specialists will work to fix it. That no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. LifeLock can uncover threats that you might miss. Join now and get 10% off with the promo code Forbes. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com and use the promo code Forbes. That's Forbes to save 10% right now. Describe how retail has changed, the business has changed, and how you've had to adapt. 
Yeah. Um, well, when you narrow it down to our business, our business uh, used to be a lot more centered around a few clients. So it would be, you know, a few big clients per month or something like that. But in the last uh, eight years or so, our critical mass has grown, and we've gotten a lot of younger clients from different countries visiting us. And as a general, like, macro level, uh, retail has obviously shifted to online, as, as we all know, and a lot of people are buying things online. And I was at a dinner the other night, and they were saying, you know, doesn't that worry you a little bit because, you know, look at all these businesses that are going out of business because people tend to go online shopping. And, of course, with suits and, you know, high-level clothing like ours, there is, like, a level of tailoring and Mm -hmm. and alterations and, and, you know, artisan that goes into it. So, but even if it didn't have that, you noted noted something earlier that was that we are selling an experience. Mm -hmm. And I think that online retailing and online... um, Shopping is going to grow the demand for brick and mortar retails like Bijan and like you know whatever you see on Rodeo Drive or Fifth Avenue or Madison Avenue or even in malls mm-hmm. because people are going to have an appetite for that kind of shopping experience. I mean, I don't know if you've been to the Century City Mall or the Grove here in Los Angeles, but it's like Disneyland. It's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. No, but it really, it's, it, well, yeah. it's packed. Yeah. But it's it's like Disneyland. You go there and it's like this. Think about 10 years ago when you went to the mall to buy something or you went to, the, to buy something at a shop right. compared to now. They've made it such uh, an over-the-top experience that you want to go there and you want to see it and it's a place to see. And it's, it's because now they know that, you know, what's going to keep somebody from going on Amazon is not the need but the, the, the want. You know, right. they're going to want to go there. They're going to want to spend the day there they're going to want to take pictures there and it's right. really a whole experience so selling an experience is something that is a direct result of online retailing and i think that as online retailing grows it's fantastic i use it i use amazon i use all of mm-hmm. that mr., uh, mr porter all of that stuff i think it's great but the appetite for going and feeling something and looking around and window shopping and interacting with a salesperson and you know, having a, a glass of, of champagne while you're shopping or whatever is going to grow. That appetite will grow, and then we'll be able to capitalize on that. Is there a complimentary glass of champagne? <laughs> there you, can be, There sure. can be. Okay. We try not to serve uh, uh, alcohol. We try to serve uh, espresso. But oh, Right, right, right. You know. Um, well, tell, now, I've, I've seen you. I've seen videos of you kind of go through what's right. what you're selling, and you're known for the $1,000 tie. It's very expensive. Yeah, we, our Silk clothing tie. is very expensive. Uh and I remember the reasoning was you never want to see somebody else wearing your tie. Right. Like in some of these ties, it says this is the only tie that exists. Well, all of them. Or all one of them of, are one or two made. One or two. Yeah. Uh, can you go over some of the other high-ticket items that we yeah, might want to know about? Of course. Sure. Yeah. So, of course, I, I realize that our clothing is extremely expensive. And, you know, that is part of, of the Bijan brand. And that's part of what my father wanted for the brand. He always focused on exclusivity, you know, on quality over quantity. But, uh, you know, there's a little bit of, of, of reasoning behind that. It's not just like, oh, let's take something and slap a huge price ticket on it and right. sell it. It's not that. Uh, we do source the best materials from all over the world. And I know that you hear that so much. But really, uh, you know, some of the f- raw materials alone on, on our garments are more expensive than the retail price of a whole garment at you know another another store. So, 
that's just one part of the business. Then we have to sort after we source it, we have to send it to Italy to be made by hand in our factory. Then it's made by hand. It takes you know however many hours to do that. Then we're shipping it here and we're displaying it on Radio Drive and and and, and in such a beautiful manner. But like I use, like you said, with a Fernando Botero painting there and. You know, we are also offering a service with all of our clients. For example, if you go to another uh, high-end menswear boutique, maybe, and you want to make something uh, custom-made, they're saying, okay, well, we'll charge a little bit uh, more. Maybe there's a a certain rate for custom-made. All of our things are exactly the same price. If you saw this jacket that I'm wearing today and you said, oh, I'd love this jacket, but I wish it was blue, or I wish that, you know, one button was was navy blue Mm. or that this pocket was this way – we are doing that exactly to your measurements in our factory in Italy, shipping to you wherever in the world you're visiting from at the same price as the garment you see in the boutique, uh, with the same quality, same handmade, right. which is so rare that you don't see that today. You know, you can go into boutiques, uh, high-end boutiques all over the world, and you see, first of all, the same merchandise that you would see in another one of, of their boutiques mm-hmm. in another location. And not only that, they would never let you change things. And if you did change things... You'd never see the quality uh, or the or the craftsmanship right. that we're doing, and that's because it's just not affordable for these companies. I mean, you think that uh, it's it's realistic to to be manufacturing at such a high level and such a such an expense because it's not. Uh, you have to make so many pieces if you're one of these big brands. Mm-hmm. So, just to make by hand anymore is a very rare thing. And even when you see things that say made in Italy, made in Italy or made by hand. Sometimes it's made by a machine in another country, exported to Italy, stamped, and then sent to, you know, the U.S. or wherever. So, you know, our customers are not stupid. Right. You know, we have some of the most powerful and respected business people and, uh, you know, very, very brilliant minds. They're not buying our clothing because they're dummies. They know, they realize that this quality is not something that they see anywhere else. Mm-hmm. They realize that there's a service, there's a, a relationship-based uh, business relationship there, and uh, they respect that and they appreciate that, and and it's and it's an honor for us. Um, and you're not seeing any kind of um, decline in brand loyalty from the younger generation. Yeah, a little. I mean, you know, the younger younger generation, um, they they're very loyal. Our, all of our clients are very loyal. But, of course, they like to shop and they like to go, and that's fine. You know, if people go and buy things other places, it's good for me because then they can come back and they, they realize how much uh, more unique my clothing is than right. maybe what they saw at another store. And uh, that's that's fine. That's, there's there's nothing wrong with that. People should go and see and, and look around. I even do it. I go shop at other stores right. sometimes too. Not to spy, but because I like to shop. Yeah. So, you know, it's uh, people work hard. If you work hard for, for your money, you should – you should be willing. You should be happy to spend it wherever you want. I'm no. I'm. I'm nobody to tell you not to buy something from another brand. Um, I want to have a brand that people aspire to purchase, and that people respect, and that we don't compromise on any of our of our principles. Right. So, unfortunately, we are expensive, and I'm sorry for that, as my father used to say. But we don't want to compromise the quality or the exclusivity or even the way that it's presented. You know, we never go on sale. Right. Uh, you'll never see our clothing in a mall or in a uh, an outlet or something like that because it's it's not befitting of our brand. And we'll be right back after this quick break. 
This Forbes Under 30 podcast and the following message comes from Amica Insurance. We're living in the age of the discerning shopper when savvy consumers increasingly favor brands that value authenticity, ethics, and a great shopping experience. Amica is committed to being a company people trust. Visit meetamica.com slash Forbes and find out why 95% of Amica customers with combined auto and home policies stay with them. One more time, that's meetamica.com slash Forbes to find out more about Amica Insurance. Hi, this is Ben Dominich, the host of the Federalist Radio Hour. We're a daily show coming to you five days a week from Washington, D.C., where we interview our nation's top journalists, politicians, authors, chefs, economists, entertainers, and more. If you're looking for a contrarian discussion on news, politics, or culture, give us a listen and subscribe at podcastone.com, the new Podcast One app, or at Apple Podcasts. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on everything you need to get your garden growing. We do it right, too, with incredible deals to help you save during our spring Black Friday sale, like Bonnie Vegetable and Herb Plants, four for $10. And for a clean-looking landscape, pick up five bags of Scott's Mulch for just $10. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, hurry in and save during our spring Black Friday sale. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 417, not valid on Alaska or Hawaii. Bonnie offer valid on 19-ounce pots. See store for details, U.S. only. Let me ask you this question. This is going to get a little personal. No I'm getting married. Yeah. <laughs> March 31st. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. She's wonderful. I'm sure. Uh, I'm very lucky. It, I'm looking for a midnight blue tuxedo. Beautiful. Beautiful. Midnight blue. Yeah. I'm actually trying to get – I'm not in the shape that I need to be. I've, I've got four months of training. So <laughs> I've got to redistribute the weight on my body. But uh, I need a midnight blue tuxedo. If I came in, yeah. what am I looking at? Well, it would take about if we wanted to do something custom made. I could show you some beautiful midnight okay. blue fabrics. Yes, and then it would take about eight weeks, four to eight okay. weeks. Okay, so I don't have that much to time ship yet. from Italy yep. and then bring to here to to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. We could, you know, of course, it would be made to all your measurements, perfect. Uh, depending on the fabric, you're looking at something anywhere north of $9,000. North of 9000 Yeah, because our suits are starting around $9,000, okay. and they go up depending on the fabric. Um, but I'll tell you, my girlfriend's putting the pressure on me. So if you want to share one, I'll go have these. I would you. love it. I think <laughs> I, I'm looking at the size here, Jenny. If you're listening, this is. Uh, I mean, what, I'm, I'm 180. <laughs> yeah, I think we four we, on a good day. Don't worry, we'll tailor it. Yeah, we'll make it work. I can jump up though. It really depends on <laughs> on lunch and snacking habits. Um, and we're both trying to get off coffee. That's we have true. a lot in common, actually. That's true. I'm on a diet as well. So. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm not I'm not married yet and I'm not engaged yet, but I'm on a diet. But so. she's putting the pressure on you? She's putting yeah. the diet on me and then the pressure. So but, and it's, how can it's you coming. tell? You know what's difficult is when you get invited to other people's weddings. Oh, it's horrible. And then you kind it's of horrible. have to it's horrible. going to a wedding with someone you're not married to is difficult. I'd be very lucky to marry her. Of course, <laughs> I'm I'm young. Uh, I'm I'm 26 years old. Oh yeah. But, but that's fine. How, how old is she? She's Two two years older than me. Two years older. Okay, Actually, so she's three years older than me. That's, that's, the, that's, that's, that's the pressure. That's yeah. My 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 <laughs> my fiance is two years older as well. So well, I'm very happy for you guys. Thank you. And if uh, if you let me know when the wedding is, I would be happy to to make a wedding gift. For oh you. my god, well, that's very kind of you. That's very kind of you. Um, now talk a little bit about your expansion because you mm-hmm. have a, a plan to go into places like Hong Kong, Dubai. What, what does that look like the next five years? Yeah. So. This is something that's very important to me, but also it's very important that it's done and executed correctly because, as I mentioned, we don't want to compromise on any of those uh, principles that the brand was founded on. So uh, 
we are opening in February in our first boutique in Las Vegas. Now, this is going to be in the Wynn Hotel, which uh, is, you know, sure. of course, a, a, a very beautiful hotel in Las Vegas. And the reason why Las Vegas, I think, is so good for our brand and for this expansion is not because it's Las Vegas, mm-hmm. but because it's so close to Beverly Hills. And I can focus on making sure that this boutique is to the exact same level of quality and, and experience that you get on, let's say, Rodeo Drive. So if we can scale the business in the correct way, I think that it would really be a billion-dollar brand in the next five years. And, uh, you know, I'm very much looking forward to mm-hmm. it. It's taking up a lot of our time right now on these on the construction and on hiring and all of that, but it's it's really on the cusp of, of, a, of a great uh, expansion and growth of the brand and of the business and bringing Bijan. It's, it's not necessarily bringing Bijan or, or making it more accessible, but bringing it to more of a larger critical mass and making it more of a household name. And that's something I'm very much looking forward to. After Las Vegas, if it goes well and all is uh, running smoothly, I'd like to open uh, New York, reopen our New York boutique, which was closed in 2001. Um, and just very slowly and gradually open a total of four to five boutiques around the world in mm-hmm. strategic locations. That way we're not oversaturating the market. We're still very exclusive, and we're still running it um, like a quote-unquote small business. But, uh, you know, something that is is in different different countries, and it's, it's easier for our clients and f- to get new clients right. to, to visit us. So it's a very... Uh, very simple model, very simple plan, and, and uh, it's just very important that it's executed correctly. I notice you have about 100,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> what is the plan there? How is social media useful to you? You know, it's it's uh, started out as like just a fun thing. You know, I, I love tech, and uh, tech is something that it's, it's, it's another passion of mine. So I had downloaded Instagram years ago, right when it, 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 it yeah. came out, and started playing with it. I love photography as well, so I started posting things, and then, you know, slowly but surely, it got to be um, a very big thing. And and of course, as we all use it today, every day, uh, um, I think a lot of my followers are people who see the car parked in front of the boutique, and maybe they see me tagged in it, and that goes back to that marketing that I was talking to you about. Your father, yeah. So. Um, Social media as a marketing tool is invaluable, and f- it's it's kind of scary, honestly, because you know you think about it, like, okay, social media maybe Instagram is more just for the young millennials, right? But it's really not. We have uh, presidents and first ladies of countries who tell me that they see things on my That's, Instagram, yeah. and, and it's it's like awakening for me, like wow, like you know you have to be careful what you post on Instagram because. You know the saying, you know, post whatever your grandmother is comfortable seeing yeah, is right. actually true. Your grandma's right. probably going to see it. So it's um, it's a very very. Uh, it's true. Twitter's the new press release, and Instagram is like Vogue magazine. Really, it is, and it, you see it in in our industry now. The focus on, and I don't mean menswear, but I mean fashion as a whole. The focus on models and and marketing has gone from, you know, the typical. Uh, model of the last you know 25 30 years uh, to now people who have big followings so you see it right. with all these beautiful models who are uh, so hugely successful and a lot of their success comes from these brands wanting them to wear their clothing or their jewelry mm-hmm. or their 
makeup on their Instagrams because it's such direct, right. targeted marketing. And do you do that? You have models, you know, for Bichon. I'm I'm lucky to be the model for our company. Yes, you are yeah. the face of the company. <laughs> yeah, it's true. My father was was always the face, and we wanted to continue that after he passed away. And so. you adopted his name. As yes. Your last well, my name, my right? middle name is Bijan. Actually, oh, okay. So my full name is Nicholas Bijan Paxet. Okay. Uh, his name was Bijan Paxet. Yes. So I uh, I go by Nicholas Bijan, but a lot of people obviously call me Nicholas Paxat because that would be my full name. So yeah, I, I continued to right. use myself instead of him as our as our model and uh, I'm sorry for that. I know I'm not as good looking oh, as, no. <laughs> as, well, as I, most I, models. I beg but, to differ here yeah. in person. Uh, I have to ask you a political question. Tell me. Paul Manafort, Trump's mm-hmm. former campaign manager indicted on charges of, you know, including conspiracy and money laundering. Yeah. Uh, some of the money reportedly spent 500,000 at Bijan. Yeah. That I I can't Confirm nor deny, of right. course. We have to always respect uh, all of our clients' privacy. And, you know, that's something that they would expect from uh, from us. Did your father have a fashion background? He did. He did, yeah. he Since he was very young, he uh, – because he was originally from Iran and very proudly from Iran, by the way. And I wanted to mention that too um, – you know, he came to the United States in the early 70s after living in Europe for a little bit. And uh, he, when he was in Iran before he moved to Europe, he had a, a clothing boutique there. Right. And so he always loved fashion and he went to Europe to study fashion. And then he, when he came back uh, to his country, he said that he wanted to come to America because what he envisioned for his future and what he wanted to do, it was it was too big for Iran at that time. Mm-hmm. So he always, he always grew up telling me and... and and, and, of course, very proudly saying he was from Iran, but he owed all of his success to America and very thankful and very happy to be uh, in this country and to be an American and to have his children born in right. America, of course. And uh, that's an interesting point because uh, as an immigrant family, yeah. it was so hu- – and I, I'm not just saying this because it sounds like a cliche. He was so proud – and and he thought really he owed all of his his, his success to America, so um, it's very interesting because if you think you look back at a lot of these great creative people and what they've contributed to our country, and they came from places like Iran or mm-hmm. Syria or uh, Japan or Germany, you know. So it's it's uh, that's what makes our country so great. And not to get too political or anything, but you know it's something that we should always you know continue to remember that it's. Uh, it's a beautiful country because of different cultures and different ideas that come here and use it as an incubator for success. What is the the greatest lesson that he taught you and what would you like him to know about you now and how you're doing? Well, I'm a firm believer that he sees everything that I do and uh, that's partially why I do it. But, um, the greatest lesson he for sure taught me and one that I remind myself every day. And sometimes it's hard because you get stressed and, you know, things go on in your life that's, that stress you out. But he always told me that I have to be so polite and kind to every single person I meet. And he taught me a lot of great lessons about business. But just on a humanity level, I think that is the best lesson that he ever gave me. And I can hear him saying it to me so clearly in my mind. And uh, I think that's why wherever I go and whenever people talk to me about him, they always say the same thing. They always say that he made them feel so special and like they were the only people in the room. 
So I think that's a very important thing that he taught me. But of course, there was the hard work, there was the passion, there was the, the, the you know, all of those things. So the integrity. So. And was there? A, I have to finish with this because I would get distracted by the beautiful green suit. <laughs> what the morning suit? Yeah. What what is it? Who wears it? Well, you know these uh, evenings, the morning suit and the frock and all of these things. You can wear them at a at a wedding. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not trying to sell you here. All right, yeah. But when I get married, if we don't share a blue tuxedo, I want to share the tux. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> I might wear one. We have to. But they're very traditional. Uh, very traditional. People wear them to the the. I'm sure you've seen the Royal Ascot in London, yeah. the horse race, and they have a tail and a vest, and it's it's very yes. very chic and very oh, that's elegant. That's very nice. Yeah, when you see the... somebody wearing one, you know, right. Jenny, you know they're they're chic. Jenny, Jenny, Jenny. I'll wear that <laughs> for the brunch. But let's go seventy thirty on the. The midnight blue. All right. Okay. Well, we'll figure out. <laughs> we won't negotiate. We won't negotiate on the air, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Because you can have it at the. I just need it for the night. Yeah. No problem. We'll rent you a Bijan. Yeah. I really just it's need it for the new, one. New, I don't need it. A new business model. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you for having me. It was really great. Really. That's it for this episode of Forbes Under 30. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to reach out to us with a comment or question, please do so at under30, that's the number 30, at podcastone.com. Podcast One has new shows on our new app. Check out all the cool features to help you explore our exciting new programming, like America's Lakers podcast with Jay Moore, Sessions with Randy Jackson, So Random with Corinne Olympios, Attack Each Day, the Harbaugh's podcast, Not Just Sports with Susie Schuster and Rich Eisen, and Sound of Success, the Dick Enberg podcast, as well as your old favorites like The Lady Gang, Steve Austin, Shaquille O'Neal, and Adam Carolla. Get the new Podcast One app in the App Store, Google Play, or PodcastOne.com. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your garden growing. We do it right, too, with incredible deals during our spring Black Friday sale, like 19-ounce Bonnie vegetable and herb plants, four for $10. And pick up five bags of Scott's Mulch in store only for just $10. Whatever's on your list, hurry in and save during our spring Black Friday sale. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 417 while supplies last. Not valid in Alaska or Hawaii. Scott's offer valid in store only. See store for details, U.S. only. At the border, I'm Ed Donahue with an AP News Minute. At the roundtable discussion today in San Antonio, Texas, President Trump heard something he said he never heard before about life along the border. Many people are dying, and the danger of living here, unless you know exactly what you're doing, is tremendous. This is Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Where are the people in Washington to stand up for these children, these women, these senior citizens? Where are they? Bring them down. Mr. President, let the Democrats come down to Brooks County. Let them come to any of these ranches. Let them see these bodies. Let them see the skeletons. We have the photographs. Attorney General William Barr says he thinks spying did occur on Donald Trump's presidential campaign, suggesting the origins of the Russia investigation may have been mishandled. Scientists released the first image ever made of a black hole, revealing a fiery ring of gravity-twisted light swirling around the edge of the abyss. One scientist said science fiction has become science fact. I'm Ed Donahue.